welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Friday, April the 9th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey there, Ben. Well, I'm glad we stayed out on the West Coast last night for our picks. Uh, picked up wins there with the Clips and the Jazz. Which win was most impressive to you? Um, I think the Jazz uh, game against the Blazers because it was kind of close um, early on. Um, actually, Blazers were up at halftime. And uh, so to see them on the back-to-back come back and uh, win very convincingly against the Blazers, I thought was pretty impressive. I agree. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, not having a great game. Ingles really didn't get going until the second half. But, boy, I tell you, every time I watch Donovan and Mitchell, I'm impressed. Um, like you said, the Portland looked good in the first half, went up at the half. Mitchell kept him in the game, though, and then it was only a matter of time. And I tell you, that pick and roll with Gobert, um, you know, he may not be the best center in the league, but that is a hard play to stop. And he gets so many buckets around the rim. So, yeah, after dropping two straight, we bet on the Jazz to bounce back last night, and they did in a big way. But I- I'm going to actually go with the Clips win over the Suns. And I know it's the second of a back-to-back for Phoenix, but I just thought L.A., if, if you're a Clips fan, you got everything you wanted out of that game last night. You got PG-13 really looking solid. You got Kawhi coming up with big baskets. And you got playoff Rondo down the stretch making big plays. Uh, so if you were hoping to see a glimpse of what that team could be in the postseason, I think you got it last night in that Phoenix game. Yeah, a couple of posters in the NBA last night, including that uh, Kawhi Leonard dunk on DeAndre Ayton. That was nasty. That was nasty. Yeah, I think Kawhi even did a little flex after that, which is very un-Kawhi-like. But, uh, yeah, he looked good. Uh, you know, nothing against Phoenix. Uh, as we said, second of back-to-back. Um, you know, Chris Paul, I know you were thinking, rather than going Vucevic uh, over the uh, point total last night you were actually thinking chris paul under too and that was a great call i think he played so many minutes the night before and you 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 do forget chris paul is what 36 now so um that probably took its toll on him so uh nothing uh no knock on phoenix still a great great season but i did think if you were a clips fan you just wanted to bottle that up last night and preserve it and hope that it reappears come the postseason. I'm not ready to say it will, but we've seen we've seen signs of life there in LA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So hopefully they're uh trending up at the right time. Season coming to a close pretty soon. So um should we jump into tonight's schedule? Yeah, I will also say I gotta think Lakers fans are just getting a little nervous right now because there's so much good basketball being played in the West. And uh, I know they're thinking, oh, we just get LeBron and AD back and we're okay. But I think they probably want to get that going sooner rather than later. But yes, let's. Um, why don't we pivot uh, since we did the West Coast last night? Why don't we take a look at a couple games in the East tonight? All right, so our first game today is going to be Minnesota at Boston. Timberwolves 13 and 39 this season. Celtics 26 and 26 overall. And the line on this one is Celtics by eight and a half at home. So what's your take on this matchup? Yeah, Ben, you tell me. I'm either being bold or I'm being crazy. But you know, my thought process here is 
You know, no bigger nemesis for the Dunkel Index the last couple of weeks on the West Coast than the Clippers. And we finally got past that last night. So figured why not take on our East Coast nemesis tonight in the Boston Celtics? Just can never seem to get the Celtics right. But I'm going to venture down that path one more time. I mean, as disappointing as the season has been for Boston actually have a chance to move back above 500 tonight for the first time since March 16th. And, you know, they're currently sitting in seventh in the East, but there's a bunch of teams with Charlotte, Atlanta, and Miami only a game ahead of them. So they could actually move up to fourth place very, very quickly. Um, You know, Celts still can make noise uh, before – this season is done and they're starting to look a little bit better right now. Uh, They've won three of their last four uh, and they pulled out a nice comeback win against the Knicks. And I know that's not saying a ton in years past, but the way the Knicks have been playing, especially on the defensive end to come back against Tibbs uh, and beat them even at home, 101-99, that was a pretty good win. Um, but more importantly, I'd say for this matchup is Boston gets the T-Wolves tonight. You know, as mentioned above, uh, or pardon me, um, uh, earlier in the week, Minnesota gave up 141 points to the shorthanded Pacers. Uh, and they've now lost eight of their last 11 and five straight on the road. The last time they beat Boston in any game was back in 2016. And the last time they beat Boston in Boston, you got to go all the way back to 2005. That's what KG territory back then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Celts are getting a little healthier too. Uh, Nick's game saw the return of Tristan Thompson to the lineup from the COVID protocol. And he actually made a pretty big difference in the middle. He had seven points and eight boards in just 22 minutes. So I think with Tristan Thompson on the floor, especially on the defensive end, Celts are a better lineup. T-Wolves do have their scores, no doubt about it. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, rookie of the year potential. I don't know where you going with that, Ben, LaMelo or, or Anthony Edwards. I think it's a coin flip right now, but Edwards continues to put up a uh, nice amount of points on a nightly basis. And, of course, D'Angelo Russell. So they do have three guys that can score in a hurry, but the defense is virtually non-existent. And they currently rank 28th in scoring on the defensive end, 29th in defensive field goal percentage, and 28th in defensive three-point field goal percentage. They just do not show up on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, As we said, T-Wolves 0-7 against the spread in their last seven at Boston and and 12-31-1 against the spread in their last 44 after scoring more than 125 points in the previous game. So factoring in that uh, that Indiana game, they probably left a lot of it on the floor and going to Boston where they've traditionally had zero luck. We're going to go with the Celtics here. Uh, again, taking on the nemesis, but I'm going to look them square in the eyes and go with the Celts uh, minus the points on this one. Boston gets back over 500 with the win and a cover tonight against the T-Wolves. All right, I like it. Uh, Big line, big win potential. These teams haven't played this season. Last time they played, I think, was before the league shut down, uh, like last February. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun to watch. Yeah, I thought the league was missing a big rivalry game, so... (laughs) 
now I know what it is. Boston, Minnesota. It's the game everybody's been waiting for all year. Celtics don't let us down tonight. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go to our second game, and we have Indiana at Orlando. Pacers 23 and 27. And the Magic 17 and 34 overall now. Line on this one is Pacers by four and a half on the road. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I'd say maybe a slight second to Boston in the head-scratching category has been the Indiana Pacers. It's been a difficult team for the index to peg as well. You know, it's been hard for the Pacers to find a rhythm all season long, and now they've got to deal with injuries to the core of their lineup. Sabonis, Brogdon, and Turner all have missed uh, games in the last uh, last couple days. Uh, and as a result, Indiana is now four games under 500 and sitting at the number nine slot in the East after dropping four of their last six. And they're only a game up on the charging bulls for the 10th spot. So I think they've got enough cushion there uh, against Toronto that they don't need to worry about falling outside of the play-in game. But I don't think this is where anybody thought the Pacers were going to be at this point in the season. Um, You know, they begin a key stretch tonight as they play their next two and five of their next six on the road. As I said, Sabonis has got an ankle injury. Brogdon's had a hip injury. They could return in the next few days, and they are questionable for tonight. So I think there may be a chance that one, at least one, could be back. But Turner is out much longer. Uh, he's got a, a worse ankle condition right now. Um, you know, they may think they get a break in facing the Magic tonight, who have lost three straight in 16 of their last 20. But Steve Clifford's team is getting a little healthier. Uh, rookie Cole Anthony returned from his 25-game absence uh, to play in the last game, as did Michael Carter-Williams. And Gary Harris, who they acquired in the Aaron Gordon trade with Denver, he at least returned to practice on Tuesday. So there's some signs that Harris may be available soon. And some of the players who are getting a chance to show what they can do in this Magic uh, revamped lineup are taking advantage of it. One of them, Mo Bamba, had a career-high 19 points on Wednesday against the Wizards. Of course, that is the Wizards' defense, and I think we're going to focus a little bit more on the Wizards' D in just a minute. But, you know, the Pacers were able to put up 141 points against the T-Wolves, as we said earlier, on Wednesday. But that's not indicative of how Indiana's offense has been running lately. They scored only 97 in a recent loss to the Bulls and Hornets. Uh, And then they only had 87 in a loss to the Heat. And the defense hasn't been a highlight either so far. And they now rank just 22nd in defensive field goal percentage and 24th in guarding the three. So Pacers really not getting it done on either ends of the court right now. Uh, They come in 6-15 and in their last 21 against the spread. Uh, overall, and just one in six against the spread in their last seven as a favorite. The Magic, surprisingly, are still playing tough. They're six and two against the spread in their last eight overall, five, two, and one against the spread in their last eight as a home underdog. So this one may be circled for, by many as an easy Indiana win, but we think it's just going to be the opposite. In fact, we're going to call for a money line upset here with the Magic winning at home. 
But certainly getting uh, the points is a bonus, especially with this lineup that is shorthanded for Indiana and just really hasn't shown any signs of snapping out of what's been a season-long funk for the Pacers. So we're going to stick with the Magic at home plus the points. Okay. Yeah, the Magic have really uh, refreshed their lineup uh, lately, getting more minutes from Obamba. Cole Anthony's back, and I think they're planning to cut Chuma Okiki. No, uh, not Chuma Kiki. Uh, I think they're uh, cutting uh, Ken Burch. Oh, Ken Burch. Yes, right. So, yeah, yeah kind of a new look uh, group down there in Orlando right now. Well, as you said, Ben, it's awfully hard to rebuild when you don't think you've had anything built to begin with. But uh, I think Orlando is definitely, we'll call it a reshuffling mm-hmm. uh, that's going on down there and certainly a move toward playing younger players. Um, and I think – uh, Cole Anthony probably is the key to that. So it's nice that he's back in the lineup, uh, got got his first game back under his belt after missing, got 25 as a huge chunk of the season. So um, looking for a, a probably a little bigger performance from him uh, uh, tonight, and that could also be problematic for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, hate to go against TJ, but I think you're right on this one. <laughs> I never like picking against TJ. I'm sure TJ will do everything he can to frustrate this pick on the Dunkel Index's part. Um, yeah, and also I don't like going against Levert, but the numbers just look like they're in Orlando's favor tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's go to our player prop. And uh, before we get into today's, I just want to look at uh, last night's Chicago-Toronto game. We said there was a lot of potential in this one. I did not see um, Chris Boucher going for 38 and 18, but he did, uh, or 38 and 19. Uh, Markinen had 18. Daniel Tice had 14. Kobe White had 15. Vucevic, Williams, Levine all covered their lines. Uh, it was a it was a good one. It was a good a good one for everything but the Raptors uh, as a team. Uh, that season just continues to go downhill in a hurry, but. Yeah, I'd say uh, if you're a Bulls fan, much like the Clips, you saw the potential of what this new lineup can bring. So, you know, this is a team that's that's dangerous right now, um, sitting there uh, at the play-in level uh, and could still make some noise. So great call with Vucevic last night, as we said. Looks like he's starting to kind of feel his way around that lineup, getting more comfortable working with Levine and, um yeah nice nice uh win on the prop last night well done where are we going tonight all right well tonight uh it is friday i wanted to go with the points one there's some good options out there for rebounds and assists ben simmons and zion in that one and obviously uh Jokic looks like a good option tonight as well but we're gonna go with uh the big uh scoring game of the night and we're gonna go to wizards warriors and we're going to look at Steph Curry's point total. It's at 31 and a half. Uh, he's averaging 36 and a half over his last 10. Um, and just in the last couple, I mean, that Milwaukee game, 41. Uh, I think he had five threes in that one. So I think tonight there's nothing the Wizards can do to keep uh, Curry below 31 and a half. Uh, I, I'm with you. You know, Curry missed a couple games there at the end of March. Uh, with that tailbone injury, but he's got the pad in there now, and the pad seems to be giving him not only cushion, 
but uh, seems to be energizing his game. Since he's come back, he's had 32 against the Bulls, 36 against the Heat, 37 against Atlanta, and as you said, Ben, 41 against the Bucks. So he is on a really nice trajectory. I think it's over under the other night. I looked at it for the Bucks game was 29. So definitely there's some adjustment going on upward, but I think uh, much like the cushion that he's getting out of the pad, I think there's still plenty of cushion there for him tonight on his scoring total, especially against a Wizards defense, which just is non-existent. Um, As you said, I think the uh, over-under total was at 240 uh, when it opened. You you don't see it even in this scoring age of the NBA that high, that, that often. So, I, I don't see James Wiseman and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins getting the bulk of those points. I see Steph getting it, so I'm with you. Let's take Steph to go over. All right. Yes, yeah, so hopefully a good one to end the week on and uh, go into the weekend with another winner. Sounds good to me. I'm all for it. Yeah, let's hopefully we pick up two two wins in the games and, as you said, the prop win, and uh, we'll make it six straight for our NBA picks heading into the weekend. Um, shifting to baseball, we unfortunately did not pick up a win yesterday in our opener. Corbin Burns looked strong, but the Cardinals picked up two runs in the eighth yesterday, ended up beating the Brewers. So start off the year 0-1 on our MLB picks, but uh, why don't we stay in the National League? Maybe we'll head over to the East Division tonight. Yes, and uh, yeah, game that I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Uh, we'll take a look at the Phillies at the Braves. So Philadelphia is five and one so far this season. Atlanta's two and four, and uh, Phillies have Wheeler on the mound tonight. He's one and zero oh so far. Braves have Charlie Morton zero oh and one. Money line in this one is Braves minus one twenty five at home. So what does the index think about this one? Yeah, Braves minus one twenty five at home. That sounds pretty tasty. Uh, you know, there's been. No bigger surprise, I'd say, in baseball through the first week of the season than the play of the Phillies. They took five of their first six contests. They have a run uh, differential of plus 10. And the bullpen doesn't look like it's going to be the train wreck that it was last season. Um, they help, also helped everybody's top pick in the East, the Braves, get off to an 0-4 start with a season-opening three-game sweep in Philly. Second of those contests came at the hands of today's starter, Zach Wheeler. Wheeler allowed only one hit and struck out 10 over seven innings, and he also had two hits and two RBIs in the four-to-nothing victory. So Wheeler looks like he's been a very good acquisition from the Mets. But Atlanta bounced back with a a doubleheader sweep over the Nats to earn their first wins, and the first game was a good sign as Ronald Acuna Jr. and the offense got on track with seven runs and nine hits. And the second was as good as three Atlanta pitchers held the Nats to zero runs on two hits, and they outlasted the Nats' ace, Steven Strasburg, for a two-to-nothing win. And they got those two runs off the second pinch-hit home run of the season from Kung Fu Panda. Pablo Sandoval, remember him, Ben? Yeah, his, I sure do. His three rings from those giant days. Uh, he's still kicking around in the league. Uh, still doesn't look like he's lost many LBs, but I can still hit too. So picked up a 
game-winning pinch hit two-run dinger to knock the uh, to beat the Nats the other day. The Braves are throwing Charlie Morton today. He broke in with Atlanta all the way back in 2008, and in between has had a solid big league career. Picked up a World Series ring with the Astros back in 2017 and uh, went again last year uh, with Tampa Bay. 37-year-old was on the wrong side of that Wheeler game, but he did pitch pretty well before allowing a three-run uh, inning in the fifth. First road game for the Phils here, uh, and they're one and six in their last seven road games and have not played very well in Atlanta in recent history, just five and 12 in their last 17 versus the Braves. And the Braves get to return home after opening up, as we said, in Philadelphia and Washington. This will be their home opener. Braves are 41 and 19 in their last 60 home games. So, I think uh, that number is a reflection of both Wheeler uh, pitching well right now and the Phillies playing well, but that looks like a good value pick for a Braves team that finally uh, broke out of the uh, loss column, picked up the first two wins, heading home. We'll take Charlie Morton to keep the Braves in the game long enough for Atlanta to pull out the victory tonight. Give us the Braves minus 125 in this one. Okay. All right, yeah, tough to believe uh, Philly's just getting their first road game under their belt. Uh, they are 3-1 and one as an underdog so far this year, though. Well, as a home dog, no doubt about it, as yeah. I said, they, and they have been a very pleasant surprise. Uh, there's some good things there in Philly right now. Um, so hopefully some stuff to build on, but I'm not quite ready to say they're in the league of being able to beat the Braves in Atlanta um, tonight. So we'll... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll stick with the uh, the front-running Braves on this one. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Uh, anything you want to say uh, before we head out of here? Well, just thanks to everybody uh, for continuing to tune in uh, and check out the website, dunkleindex.com. Uh, we'll have all our NBA picks, all our NHL picks, and all of the Major League Baseball picks as well. Uh, I will have our FCS spring football still going on here. We're heading almost to the playoff season. Uh, so we'll uh, have our regular season games up for tomorrow, uh, later today. Uh, had a good start to uh, the Masters with some of our player props, uh, including uh, Will Zalatoris and Brian Harmon, who we uh, predicted would finish in the top 20 and have started out uh, in the top five. So we'll see if they can hold on there. So yeah, a lot going on. We've got uh, the blue emu uh, NASCAR race this weekend. Uh, got a nice prop pick on that one as well. So check that out on the front page and just appreciate everybody continuing to uh, follow the Dunkel index. Absolutely. Yeah, that all sounds great. And appreciate everybody for checking us out. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Dunkel Index. And we'll be back again next week. Sounds good. Everybody have a good weekend. Thanks, Ben. All right. See ya.